traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Sass, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to RPT Shorts, non-political, hot takes. We're reacting on pop culture and stuff going on in the world. However, everything going on in the world right now somehow tied back into politics. It's true. So it's, it's kind of tricky. It's a travel edition. We're talking about a trip from Denver. Yeah, I also wouldn't mind talking about that, um, that jujitsu clip. But, uh, but first, Denver, Colorado, they decriminalized... What is it called? Psilocybin? Psilocybin. Psilocybin. Psilocybin sounds like a lady that makes pies. Okay, no, we're not talking about her. We talk, no, we're not talking about Phyllis. We're talking about psilocybin, uh, basically shrooms, man. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, we came across some. Don't want to say how, don't want to say where. Somehow, Ooh. some way, Javi Luna and I were uh, doing five shows this weekend in Denver, Colorado. And I had been curious, you know, about microdosing. And I did. That's what I did, man. I kept it super light. Javi was like, just do a whole stem. It's pretty light. Should be good. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do maybe a quarter stem, which uh, as, as I've learned since then, it's like it's bullshit. Like you're playing around. You, not, ain't nothing going to happen. Um, you know, I just felt relaxed, peaceful. I really couldn't tell a big <laughs> difference. But um, I nibbled on a little bit uh, prior to the last show, which was on a Sunday, because I felt like you know, I had a good grasp of uh, what I needed to do and everything. And, uh, I mean, the show went great. I don't know if to attribute it to me, more than likely. Uh, but I, I sure as hell was riffing a lot. I had a great time. Was that the first night or second night? So I'm talking about Sunday. Sunday. Oh, The Sunday. last. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, the very last day. Last show. Fifth show. But uh, Denver was great, man. Uh, they say they're turning it into cali Um It's very expensive to live out there. The rent is like... They say you got to pay like damn near three grand for like a little two-bedroom apartment in the hood type shit like 2500 like yeah you basically got to go to like the hood even if you got a real good job that's you're gonna see that everywhere prices are gonna be keep going up well i think they got a boom because uh once once weed got legalized out there it was just a bum rush just everybody wanted to work in that industry people want to open up businesses and uh i mean plus you have a lot of like outdoorsy activities that um attract all kind of people so people definitely want to live there in the mile high um very interesting man we had, we do you go a, every year per, we try to you know if there's not like a government lockdown or if there's not like a ccp virus or anything like that if the media is not you know oh stay in your house uh but yeah we try to go every year i normally go around my birthday so i'm usually out there in august uh somebody called me out they were like last time you was here in april god and i'm like well shit i don't I, okay maybe i was i can't remember i meant generally i try to come around my birthday maybe we made an exception but uh the uh the denver improv they just opened back up like literally only been open a month all new staff top to bottom like ma general manager assistant manager you everybody. mentioned that right so you you obviously meet the staff right when you get there like they're new hey you know if because he had never met you before so the, the gm was also new to the club right yes he just, everybody he had just taken over security was new yes the general yeah do you general. know the person of who that ran it before do you remember them or were they um, like well marisol does a better job she's like yeah. oh was uh was this person there did, da, 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 did she was she there this and that and i'm like man i met all new people did he have anything interesting to say about coming from the cruise world to this 
Um, yeah, I mean, I was interested, um, you know, the general manager at the Denver Improv, he comes from the entertainment cruise ship world. So I was like, oh, so now you're doing the same thing, but on land, yeah. right? You're not doing this shit while you're doing your job. I, I was curious to see what approach, you know what I'm saying? Like what different angle or perspective he was going to bring to to the um, to the club. But he said he was like having to stay there some nights. He's like, yeah, that Target right there. He's like, man, I was going over there having to get stuff. He's like, in order to open on time, he's like, I was having to crash here. Um, I wanted to use that projector, but that projector wasn't, it was like malfunctioning because mm -hmm. I wanted to have my intro video. But yeah, man, everybody was great. The sound guy all the staff waitresses like it was i was very impressed props to all those people because nowadays when i see somebody applying for a job or doing a job interview like you're having coffee somewhere and you see someone like the manager come out oh hey stacy hey, hey welcome you know why us why starbucks you know what i mean and you witnessing that shit you know why, why burger king you know whatever it may be and it's like you know what props to these people that are saying fuck it I need to go get, I'm going to go get a job. J-O-B. J-O-B. Do you remember your, uh, your best and or worst interview? Oof. I think they were all probably bad. <laughs> I think they could all sense that like, I just didn't want to be there or I didn't fit in. Yeah. Or I don't know what they sensed, but I just was not a good interviewer. Um, my brother-in-law, I even had an in too. My brother-in-law, he was working at this like, I guess phone company, Logix. Have you heard of Logix? Mm -mm. L-O-G-I-X. I think they do like telecommunications for like big companies. So it's maybe a little bit of IT or some sort. But they were hiring in the sales department where I guess I was going to have to maybe go to businesses and try to get some more accounts. Like, hey, you got to use Logix. Logix is better. Oh, God, it's terrible, something. dude. Exactly. But I needed a job. You know, my chingle bling shit hadn't popped off yet. So my brother-in-law worked there. I don't know, maybe he didn't put in a good word, you know, but, you know, I went and met with the guy. And, and let, let's just say this, right, because it's 2021. It was a white gentleman who interviewed me. I am brown. <laughs> According to the leftist uh, celebrity. Oppressed Olympics. Yeah, the Oppressed Olympics. According to everybody these days that's mainstream, according to LeBron James and, and Eva Longoria and all the Marxists on the left they probably think that I was discriminated against. You know, maybe it's not because I had a shitty interview. It's not because maybe he just didn't want me to. I don't know. I, I, we shall never know. We're not mind readers. But, um, yeah, it was. I thought I had it in the bag. I'm like, <laughs> shit, my brother-in-law works here. He said, y'all hiring. So you just went in there, thought you are going to do your thing, spit a couple words, you know, finesse your, your way in there? I mean, yeah. I mean, I just thought like, shit, y'all hiring. I'm here. I need a job. I you got a degree. Employee. Yeah, I got a degree. You know what I'm saying? If anything, I'm overqualified for this shit. <laughs> You're making demands on day one. I, I used to make demands at the uh, at the uh, temp agencies. There was one on uh, on Edgebrook. I think I don't know if Edgebrook when it turns into yeah, I think it was still Edgebrook right there. It's called Metter Staffing. It might still be there. It was a temp agency. And they're the ones that got me the job sweeping up popcorn and shit, being an usher at the AMC off of Beltway in Scarsdale. Anyway, I'd go up in there because my mom would make me because my chingle bling stuff wasn't popping yet. So she'd be like, you need to go to the temp agency. You got to figure it out. You got a degree. You got to go get a job, get your office job, get an AC. So I'd go over there. Big shit. You know, hey, bitch, I'm in college. Y'all got any jobs where I could be filing papers in the office somewhere? Uh, you know, I used to work at the courthouse as a volunteer or intern. And, you know, I know how to file papers and what y'all got. Yeah, we ain't got nothing like that right now. They're, they'd be like, we got a little like construction type stuff. Oh, no. Oh, oh. 
¿Quién? ¿Yo? 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 Ay, no. Yo estudio en la universidad. I'm like, I'll go to college. I'm not going to be in this humidity all day. <laughs> eh, me ponía los moños. Like, I'd be like, you know what? Nah, you know, I guess this ain't for me. And they'd be like, okay, well, we got this little uh, usher job at the AMC because Star Wars had made a comeback back when they had Jar Jar Binks and all that. Yeah. And they were expecting big crowds and they needed to, you know, get some more people. And they're like, you know, you're going to be getting paid more than the regular ushers. So don't tell nobody over there how much you're getting paid. Hush keep, your mouth. Keep that shit on the low. And I'm like, fuck, man, I'm in college, bro. I ain't got no business sweeping up popcorn. And then when the kids go would go watch Star Wars, it, they'd get dizzy with all the shh, and motherfuckers would throw up. Uh. That was an occupational hazard. I, you know, I don't remember if I ever had to do it because I'd be like, bitch, I'm temp. One of y'all permanent motherfuckers go sweep that shit. What does that got to do with anything? I'm temp. What does that got to do with anything? I'm here temporarily. Y'all, somebody else better sweep up this throw up. Dude, if I would have been the full-timer and you said that, you're going to temporarily clean this shit up. Ah, me decía pendejo. I'd go get lost and like, uh, go hide. Just go sit in the toilet. I'm going to go make popcorn. Dude, Ace just always just go sit in the restroom and just until like fucking time pass by. Hey, what job was that? Just shit jobs I had when I was younger. Like what? (laughs) Uh, I worked at a paint store. I worked at a just. Uh, I worked at a parts store and shit like that. It's just people were rude, you know. People were just total. I was like, you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and then you start getting into better jobs. But even then, I had some jobs where I was like in an office, right? And I did kind of like administrative clerical things, and the atmosphere was so soul sucking that I could be sitting there doing my work. All of a sudden, I wouldn't be typing anymore, and I wouldn't be even doing anything. I would just be. I would just blank out and stare at the wall not realizing I hadn't done anything for like 10 minutes. I was just sitting there. I was like, holy shit, like I had an out-of-body experience. You know, I was just like, where where did I go? So then I would just get up and go to the restroom, sit on the toilet for like another 10 or 15 minutes. That's the shit that makes you an entrepreneur. Yeah, 100%. I remember when I had college, uh, what do they call those jobs? Work study, Mm. right? So when you were on um, scholarship, right? When you're getting financial aid, part of the deal is, your bitch ass got to work around campus somewhere, minimum wage. So I first worked at the library, the most boring job in the world. They'd give you a whole crate full of books, like a whole cart, right, on wheels. And I would just put my headphones on and I'd borrow, like, um, music from people. Like, hey, man, what's up with that Jimi Hendrix? Is that any good? Oh, man, you're going to love that shit. So I'm jamming some Jimi Hendrix, just like, okay, let me get into this guitar, dude. And you got a Dewey Decimal System. You got to take... I the book, Yeah, you got to take the book, look at the letters, look at the numbers, and you know how to file it. Well, our library at Trinity University was like, I don't know, two, three stories high. And there were a lot of nooks and crannies, dark little corners and shit. You can go study for a test while you're on a clock, minimum wage. You maybe take a nap. Well, I got caught taking a nap. And I guess at the end of every semester, they decide whether they want to keep you or fucking let you go and you got to find another department to go work for. And that's what happened to me. They were just like, Pete, you're a good worker. If we can get you to work, <laughs> it's just hard to get you to work. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, you still tripping over that nap? Because I started to resent some of my friends, man, some of my sweet mates who weren't on financial aid, who got to play video games and just chill and hang out. And when they're done with school, they're done. They could just at some point do their homework right i was like man what time are y'all leaving okay well i get off at seven like can y'all wait for me i gotta haul ass back you know from upper campus back down to the dorms lower campus and uh i started resenting these motherfuckers like man these motherfuckers man fuck privilege man you know i'm a victim 
Fucking white talking about white privilege for that was a thing. Basically, I was like, man, I'm a victim, man. My skin is my sin. And um, and then I ended up working up working at this other department, and you know, but yeah, that's the that's the grueling, soul sucking, shitty ass jobs that are just boring. And you think to yourself, I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. I don't want to have to do mundane like this isn't what i signed up for when i was born when i was born i want to be a star i want to have a kick killer ass job i want to be like dj Khaled and just hop on snapchat a couple times and have a phantom you know what i mean <laughs> i want to be like boosie and have boosie estates some acres i didn't want to be filing papers sitting in just some dark corner bored nothing creative nothing stimulating nothing of importance and look at you now. I don't want to be a cog in a wheel. And look at you now. And look at me now. Canceled. Uh, <laughs> breaking the co- breaking the wheels off of everything. You know, they accused me of, uh, what is it, uh, hating my own people and, and being a sellout and this and that just because I'm not like, oh my God, Joe Biden, he's doing a good job. Yeah, man. Stars, on a, stars, stars are like spokes on a wheel, right? One time you're on top and then before you know it, you're on bottom. Yeah. And the cycle goes on and on. Uh, yeah, I never heard it that way. But here you are, though. You've stayed. It's like no time out. Shit. Hell yeah. Till the wheels fall off. There you go. Much love, man. Hey, we had five killer shows in Denver. I can't complain. We're headed to El Paso for another weekend full of shows. Um, When I got into the comedy game, I caught everybody off guard. I'm coming from left field. They're like, who the fuck is this little rapper guy? And why is he selling out all our fucking venues? You know what I mean? And he's killing it. And he's funny. And he's breaking the rules. And he got merch on deck. Some of these comedians are like, well, you're not supposed to have merch. You know what I mean? They just stick into these old rules, and I'm coming left flank. Mm, Counterintuitive. I'm hitting them from the flanks. We should talk about that when we talk about you coming to El Paso on the next RPT short, uh, Innovation and Comedy. I just I had that thought the other day. And we've been talking about Schultz. We've been talking about you know other things outside of the box. So let's, uh, let's wrap up this RPT short and start that. For sure. Bending the rules, bending the rules. You know, you got to be counterintuitive. You got to hit them from different angles and, um, and don't pick up any bad habits from other people in your industry. Por favor, believe it. Shout out to Denver, man. Y'all were great. Five amazing shows. Even the Sunday crowd was lit. We laughed. We cried. We were patriotic. There was music involved. Uh, people bought up all my merch. I took two full suitcases with hoodies, hats, all kinds of shit. Everything wiped out. As soon as I landed yesterday, I had to go scoop up some more hats and tees and go drop drop stuff off. I think I got to drop off some more stuff today. The real MVPs. Sass. So appreciate you guys. Freedom of speech tour. Hey, I, that is something I can get behind. If you can't get behind freedom, I don't know what the fuck you're thinking. Uh, next stop, El Paso. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Sass. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.